to church music we're actually connecting with something that goes back a long way in human history for me what's so important about it and so inspiring is that this continuity is there that's what makes church music so special I was inspired to join the choir when I once went to Evensong on a Wednesday and they sung some truly stunning music it was so lovely. I just really want to be part of that. I think it's safe to say it is more difficult to recruit choristers nationally now than it's ever been before. There's so many other things that people can do with their free time. It is more difficult to persuade them of the value of spending their weekend in church. At the moment, there are vacancies even in the great choirs of the country. The standard of music is higher than it's ever been. There are more choristers singing than there have ever been, and yet it's probably and arguably more vulnerable than it's ever been. consent, Britain has some of the best church music in the world. But for how long? There are over 40 choir schools attached to cathedrals, churches and college chapels. The majority are Church of England foundations. More than 1,200 of the 21,500 boys and girls in choir schools are choristers. Tim Mooey and Hector Watson have been at the Abbey School in Tewkesbury since nursery and joined the Abbey School Choir four years ago when they were eight. They're keen, hard-working boys, and far from average. Well, we have to be particularly dedicated, and that shapes us as much as, as, much as we shape the choir, the choir shapes us. Not many other children, you know, get to sing in a choir and wear robes. Do you ever give any thought to being there to inspire adults when you're actually a 12-year-old boy. Of course, that's what the choir in a church is for, isn't it? It's to, not just to praise God, but to also let people there feel involved. I agree. Otherwise, if, if you don't inspire other people, choirs won't carry on. This year, Hector and Tom were told that their future as choristers had come to an end. The Abbey School had been forced to close. Choirmaster Ben Nicholas. It was, I think, a great shock to the choristers and their parents. The school was to shut in just a, a couple of months' time. It was only at the beginning of May that the governors announced that the Abbey School would close in July, therefore making the staff redundant and telling the parents of pupils, including, of course, the chorister pupils, that they needed to seek alternative education for their children. You're saying that staff, pupils and parents were all completely shocked by this. There hadn't been a warning about it. It does make me ask, could this be happening behind closed doors in other choir schools that they too may shut down without warning? 
Possibly. I mean, I, I suppose the, the governors obviously can't uh, leak these things because it's, uh, it's a desperately fragile thing, and I'm sure the governor didn't really want to have to shut the school and would have liked to have found a solution, a way of keeping it open. But there was no solution. The Abbey School had been set up to provide choristers for Tewkesbury Abbey. It was a small school, some 80 or so girls and boys, 15 of whom were choristers, and, as with many choirs, the choristers were all boys. Former head teacher Neil Gardner accepts that institutions like the Abbey School have limited appeal in today's multi-faith, multicultural society. I think they've got to change. I mean, any, any institution that doesn't change is going to, to fade away. Choir schools have had to...